Welcome back to That's Orgasmic. You are joined by host Emily Duncan and today I'm here with the founder of Buzz Self Love, Lunchy, to talk about how to choose the right sex toy. So thank you for coming on. Thanks so much, Em, for having me. I'm so excited to um, be here today and to uh, help you and your shaggers listen to what we can choose to pick the right sex toy. Yes, amazing. I'm so excited for this. I Yeah, I'm super excited. I know for myself, the first time I went and bought my first vibrator, it was so daunting. It was like in this dingy shed that was like a, a sex shop. And I went by myself at like, I think it was 19. And I was terrified. I walked in and I was like, how, how do I pick? And the lady who worked there was like, I don't know. I don't use these. I can't help you. And I was like, fab, this is a great start. <laughs> Let me just pick something on the wall. <laughs> So before, I guess, we even get started on picking the right sex toy, what makes a good sex toy? All right. So what makes a good sex toy? I, I'm also with you there on picking my first vibrator and my first sex toy. So I'd love to delve into how to pick the right sex toy for all your listeners as well. Um, I think that will give them a bit of some help and some guidance for their first purchase. Or maybe they were looking at um, picking something else that would um, they could add to their collection. Um, so in terms of what makes a good sex toy, um, along with safety and durability, um, you also want to pick a toy that would also cater to your pleasure needs. I think that's really, really important. So what, what do you perceive as um, pleasurable for yourself and then match a toy with that, whether that be a particular sensation that you like or um, a particular way that you like to be pleasured and then hopefully pick the toy that uh, mimics that sensation or action and that will help you um, achieve a more pleasurable um, outcome. Yeah, absolutely. I guess for somebody um, who, I, let's say, clit likes clitoral stimulation, for instance, are you able to name maybe some, a few of the like popular choices or things that like vibrators that might be a good start? Yeah, definitely. So for clitoral stimulation, um, you've got the the one vibrator or the one massager. You've also got toys nowadays that. Um, do clitoral suction. So you've got mm -hmm. suction toys as well. Um, and then you've also got ones that are more particular on the clitoris. So um, more pinpoint stimulation. So when you are choosing, say, a clitoral toy, for example, think about how you would go about um, masturbating using your hands. Do you use the full palm of your hands over your vulva or do you selectively just use your finger over the um, clitoris. So if you were using the full palm, for example, you would go for something that has a larger surface area. So you go with your wand vibrator, or if you prefer that more intense um, stimulation of your clitoris, more pinpoint, then you would go with something that is a bit more small, but mighty, because um, all of the vibrations are focused in that small uh, mm -hmm. surface area which will help you achieve a more intense um, orgasm or intense pleasurable journey. 
Yeah, that's an amazing way to put it because I had been thinking, I'm like, how do you actually know which one to pick? But actually looking at, at how you masturbate, like that's a great way of thinking about it. Like what what parts of your hands like are you using? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really, really useful because I I know myself, like I had no idea. I just went for like the classic um, vibrator that looked like a penis that vibrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I don't know, just, you know, like just picking that classic one that's just like simple but then Mm -hmm. I could never orgasm with it and I was like oh no like I there's something not right like I obviously like you know if I can't have an orgasm with a vibrator like how's this meant to happen and then it wasn't until Mm -hmm. I bought a wand and it had I guess that larger surface out area stronger vibration and it was literally like 30 seconds and I was had an orgasm and I was like what just happened I was like how how is this possible yep yep I'm right there with you. I I find that with um, sex toys, when you you are first starting out, that there's so much out there. There's so much noise. There's different types, and you're not sure of the the best thing is just to mimic what you already know that um, gives you pleasure, and then find that in a toy to either achieve a more intense um, session, more consistency, or a hands-free session. So just mimic what you already like, and then try to find a toy that mimics that but does it better yeah absolutely I think that's such a key point mimicking but does it better and like I guess it then allows you to explore um with different sensations do you have like one like holy grail sex toy that you think would probably like cover most or not most people but like I guess there's a really like good start if somebody's like still really lost yeah, definitely. So the the thing with sex toys is firstly, you need to know whether you get pleasure more so from clitoral stimulation, so external, or whether you get pleasure from penetration, so internal. So once you narrow down um, which, whether it's internal or external pleasure that you most likely um, orgasm from, then the toy list uh, is a bit na- more narrower. So for me or for most women, most women, the stats are 75% of women um, cannot finish alone from penetration. So they need some form of clitoral stimulation. Um, and so the one vibrators are one of my favourites because you can use it all over the place. You can use it for erogenous zones. You can use it for your clip as well. Um, And that usually helps a lot of users get there. Um, For the users that want a bit more so internal stimulation, you can opt for the uh, rabbit vibrator. So the one with the clitoral stimulation combo with the internal stimulation as well. Um, So there is a plethora to choose from, but it's more so what you um, feel like you orgasm more from or what's more pleasurable for you yeah absolutely and I think also just like I guess like going even online to start with because if a sex you know store is daunting and looking at all the different ones um different sizes like as you said with the wand I remember my first one was like this big massive one and then it wasn't (laughs) till yours that was that you make that is the smaller one the honey that I was like this is so much easier like it's small it's easier to like you know, hold, manoeuvre, like, especially like going into partnered sex, like, yeah, looking, I guess, at all the different ones, the, the, I guess, sizes, because I think a lot of people, when they think of a one, they just think of that, like, the big, you know, the big, the big scary one. yep, ones, 100%. like, plug it to the wall. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And that's um, one of the things, because I used to own one as well. (laughs) Um, So I'm very well familiar with that. And you had to plug it in the wall each time you wanted to use it. Um, So with that all in mind, um, I created the Honey uh, Wand Vibrator. Um, So that has a that is smaller in size, so it's more portable. Um, it's great for clitoral stimulation. And then I also wanted to make sure that we were able to easily wedge it when we're doing partnered sex, for example, or you wanted to pack it away and go away for an Airbnb outing or getaway, that sort of thing. So I'm so glad that you love um, the honey. Um, the other thing that you, when you want to be mindful of when you're picking sex toys as well is um, the material it's made out of. Is it porous or non-porous? Um, and then also ergonomically, is it user-friendly for your hand? So one mm. particular thing about the honey product is that Um, I've asked the supplier to make a segregated handle so that the actual vibrations are very minimal in the way you hold it and it's just localised to the actual section of the wand used for clitoral stimulation. So hopefully that um, also helps down the track when you're having a pleasurable moment, your hands doesn't vibrate off (laughs) um, depending on how long the session is. So um, I'm glad that you really love the honey. That's so good to hear. Yeah, and I think you also just made another great point for another thing I guess for people to look out for is where is the motor actually in the I guess the vibrator and how are your like the use of your hands like do you you, do you have like full ability of using them um to then I guess if you're holding it is like something that's vibrating going to be something that's going to annoy you or you know I guess make you struggle with gripping it uh because I know I have some like the bullets and stuff this it can actually be quite irritating to my hand and distracting when it's such an intense vibration on your hand um and I guess the other thing too looking at the controls because some controls can be um I guess a bit more difficult if you're somebody who struggles with like like using your fingers like don't have full mobility like pushing them down um so like yours as well the honey so easy to like press down and like utilize so I guess there are other like things to like look out for um yeah do you have any like comments on that yeah, definitely. So um, when you are picking your own vibrator, your vibratoral um, wand, uh, just make sure that these settings are easy to play with. So um, ages ago, I used to have a vibrator where I had to circle through all the different patterns to reach the pattern that I like. Um, and, and and at the same time as well, you don't want buttons that are too easy to change in case you accidentally slide and then it goes <laughs> really crazy. So um, just make sure that um, you play around with the intensity. It has um, different functions so that you can select the right pattern or the right intensity um, that you'd like uh, to play around with essentially. But you're definitely right there. Just making sure that the settings are easy to play with. Um, the handle, ideally, if you can get it segregated um, away, that would be ideal because then the whole handle doesn't vibrate. Um, if you're like me and you like to enjoy a bit longer of a solo session, that then doesn't affect your hand vibrations and your hand doesn't feel a bit funny or numb so that you can be more in tune with the moment and enjoy your solo session a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like especially for those with vulvas, we can um I know in my experience at least anything that can like get in your head and like sabotage the session will happen and so like having something distracting like my hand is literally going numb right now because of these intense vibrations (laughs) can definitely contribute to like 
struggling to get to that orgasm. Exactly. I agree with you. Definitely. So what, I guess, sex toy would you recommend then for partnered penetrative sex? Yeah. So uh, partnered penetrative sex. So again, um, it's really important that you figure out what's pleasurable for yourself and then also have that same communication with your partner as well. Um, So it's really important that you introduce the toy um, respectfully, respect each other's boundaries. Um, If your partner is happy to use the toy as well, just let your partners know that it's going to be a vibratory toy, for example, or what you'd like to use it for so that they know how to use it and also please you as well. So for partnered sex, um, vibratory toys are my favourite. So whether that be a vibratory anal plug, for example, um, or or a wand that you can wedge in for um, partnered play. So maybe your partner most of the time gets pleasure from clitoral stimulation. You want to be able to use something that vibrates or stimulates the clitoris directly um, to help them get there. Uh, If you want to think outside of the box and you want to do anal play, for example, you can use a toy that um, vibrates and stimulates the anus or the sphincter where most of the nerve endings are. Um, And you can for example, a really good toy in my collection is the Buzz Nectar. And a lot of users have um, told me recently that they've been using it to prep for anal play because the little knob at the tip is easily insertable in the anus um, to prepare themselves for anal, anal play. So those are the sorts of um, toys that you can use for partner play. Um, otherwise, if your partner or yourself you don't really want a toy that vibrates and you can think about dildos or um, strap-on dildos, for example. Um, On the end of anal side of things, you can think about anal beads. Or Mm -hmm. Yeah, so those are the sorts of toys that you can use for partnered or penetrative sex. Yeah, that's awesome. It's such like a diverse range as well. Like there's literally so much that we can bring into the bedroom. So much. Um, I loved also I like you said to um, like show your partner and discuss about the toy you're going to use because I know in my situations I've had a lot of my sex has been casual so we haven't really I guess had the chance to have that relationship and you know discuss um, what we're kind of wanting out of the bedroom it's been more of an in the moment thing but I no, sometimes they just look at it and they get so overwhelmed they're like I don't know how to use this I don't know what buttons to press so I feel like having that conversation before you get in the bedroom and like pulling out the vibrator sitting down okay these are the controls this is how you use it yep. letting them have a feel and a play with it too so it's not as daunting because I've definitely had a, a few guys kind of just crumble in the moment and they're like I don't know what to do and I also don't know how to use this on you like where do I hold it and how do I hold it? Exactly. And how do I look enthusiastic <laughs> and not just terrified? <laughs> Definitely. It's so, so important to have those conversations outside of the bedroom before you get into the bedroom so that both parties know what's going on, um, how we're going to use it, um, and how we're going to make uh, let, let it help us um, make the most out of our session together. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so, so important. Um, and I definitely need to do that myself. <laughs> um, you and I both. Yeah. <laughs> so how should we care for our sex toys? Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of sex toys out there, but one thing's for sure that you always need to make sure that you look after and clean them. I know that after you're reveling in your post-O-Glow that the last thing you want to do is worry about cleaning your sex toy, but it's so, so, so important that you make sure you clean them after every use. Um, So with sex toys, um, it's always good to refer back to your, your cleaning or your caring instructions that come with your particular toy. Um, if you don't readily have access to that, do a bit of digging online and look at um, <clears throat> what your toy is made out of, the material-wise. So you, with sex toys, you've mainly got two broad categories. You've got porous toys and non-porous toys. Um, porous toys they're a little bit more harder to clean because they are technically like the skin they've got millions of microscopic holes which can harbor in bacteria so they're a bit harder to clean so with those toys be mindful if you are um, using them for internal stimulation it may be a good idea to put a condom um, over the top first with um, non-porous toys so these are your toys such as your glass toys steel and silicon toys are non-porous toys so with these toys uh, for example if it's glass or steel you can um, put them in boiling water and that helps sanitize them as well whereas your silicon toys you just got to be a bit more mindful um, cleaning them with a mild, gentle antibacterial soap um, and with a warm, lukewarm water and just um, patting them down with a lint-free fabric cloth um, is always best for that toy. Um, but again, just make sure that is your toy motorized, is it not motorized, and then cleaning them accordingly to the instruction manuals available as well. You also have to make sure you store them as well. So um, I, I think I re- uh, when I used to research on how to clean my own sex toys, mm. something that really stuck to me is um, treat treat your uh, sex toy with as much respect as your toothbrush or your retainer. You don't want to just be chucking them in like your cupboard or whatever. The same thing applies with your sex toy. Just make sure you thoroughly clean them after every use um, and that you store them away. So, for example, silicon toys, you store them away in a lint-free fabric bag um, and then just store them away from the sun as well, particularly if they've got a motor in them or um, have rechargeable parts or batteries. Yeah, that's a really good point because I know it's very easy to get into the habit of even after you clean them to just chuck them in the cupboard um, and not put them in their bags, which I am guilty of. (laughs) Like, it's just so easy to do that. But I have noticed, I did think about the other day, I'm like, actually, no, I need to like properly bag all of these up because sometimes like even just the dust and stuff just seems to like settle on it. And yeah, it's something I had noticed. And I'm like, I have to then go and clean it again instead of just being able to have the ease of in the moment it's been cared for properly I can use it straight away and I don't have to have the the hassle of like getting up and you know going through that whole cleaning process again 
Exactly. No, definitely. And because the last thing you want as well is particularly if you want to use your toys during partner sex, um, you need to make sure you look after the health of not only yourself, but also your partner as well. Um, it's so easy for bacteria, viruses, anything to sit on your toy. And particularly if you're going to use it internally, that can be introduced inside your system, which is not ideal. So always make no. sure you look after and store them correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other tips for picking the right sex toy? Uh, Okay, so picking the right sex toy. So um, aside from durability, safety, uh, and you also need to look at whether you're you're wanting to use them for partnered or solo play, um, and then what function do you want to um, achieve out of them? So whether that be clitoral stimulation or um, internal stimulation as well, and then also be mindful of um, ergonomically, like how you want to handle or hold the sex toy, and then also for partnered or uh, partnered play or solo play, um, just what will help you achieve that pleasurable session or orgasm that you want to achieve. Yeah, no, that's basically it. it more so the, um, the message is to make sure that you pick something that um, caters to your pleasurable needs as well as your partner um, and the toy that will help get you there. So it's really important that you don't put on, put too much pressure on yourself to find the perfect toy as your first sex toy. Mm-hmm. It should just be the start of your collection. And as you build that collection, you'll find toys that um, will be more pleasurable for you. Do, do your likes and your do not likes, and then you can build your collection from there. So don't try to find the most perfect toy to begin with. Um, it's all a stepping stone. It's all for you to learn what you enjoy on your pleasure journey. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I know when I started with my first vibrator, it wasn't really amazing. Got the wand, rocked my world. And then I got the satisfier. I went, got rid of the wand. I'm out. Like I still, I still had it, but hardly used it. Went to the satisfier. Then I bought the womanizer. I was like, satisfier going down the back. Oh, womanizer. You know, like it's just every time you're getting new sex toys, you'll find what feels good. And there's, you know, the different mm-hmm. sensations. So it's definitely like building a collection I think I have like 15 vibrators now and like I definitely have my favorites and I know that in another year's time I'll have even more and my like Hello. I guess yeah and my body also changes what I like and what feels good I feel like it just changes depends what the mood I'm in like how aroused I am like yeah it all impacts definitely all impacts that I have so many as well in my drawers um, which I have been trying to clean and store properly uh, but I definitely agree with you there and like I have so many what I liked um, when I was early 20s compared to now is so much more different and it builds with time with what I uh, have learned during my pleasure journey and um, what I've um, been accustomed to back then is so much more different to what I like now and I definitely agree with the arousal of things so when I'm a lot more aroused or when I have lube laying around as well I much more prefer internal play um, as opposed to external so and it also depends on your arousal as well 
Alrighty, I'm going to stop the episode there, Shaggers. I did continue talking to Lanchi, but we moved on to starting your own sex toy company. So I have a whole nother episode next week coming out that is going to be all about why and how Lanchi started her sex toy company, Buzz Self Love. So please go and listen to that episode next week. But for now, I just want to say thank you to Lanchi again for her knowledge and expertise in this area. As always, please reach out with any comments, questions or stories, either through my Instagram at That's Orgasmic or my email emilyduncan at thatsorgasmic.com. Please subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to this podcast and leave a review as I would love to know what you're thinking. So thank you, Shaggers, and I will see you next week. <gasps>